Welcome to the Men on the Path to Love podcast, the Rebuilding the Communication Breakdown episode. I'm Bill Simpson, your host. I coach men who are struggling in relationship, how to communicate effectively, build trust, and deepen intimacy so they can be the best version of themselves in relationship and live the life they love. One of the biggest issues couples face in relationship, aside from needs conflicts, is when communication breaks down, especially when it happens over and over again. And sometimes it gets to the point where the couple drifts apart because either one or both of them don't feel seen or heard, and the relationship gets stagnant or comes to an end. And there are so many ways communications can break down, too, from the subtle to the obvious. And I'm going to tell you some of the ways how communication breaks down and then later tell you how to overcome them. All right? So here we go. Here are some of the ways that communication can break down in a relationship. Now, a huge one is not listening to each other. I hear a lot of women in my practice say, he doesn't listen to me. Well, when couples don't really listen to each other, they're setting themselves up for misunderstandings, which can lead to frustration and hurt, which can lead to endless arguments, conflict, or even shutting down. Another big one I see is not having empathy or not validating your spouse or partner. This can cause your spouse or partner to feel alone, and as I said at the beginning, not feeling seen or heard. I did an episode a while back where I did an interview with a guest about the importance of empathy in relationship. So you can check out episode number 18. Another communication issue can be having different ways or styles of communicating. You know, one may be more passive, the other more assertive or even aggressive. And this can lead to misunderstandings as well. And depending on the style, it can lead to one partner shutting down. Another one I get a lot is making assumptions or mind reading and unmet expectations, (laughs) especially from the women about their man. Um, They get upset when he doesn't do something she expects him to do or assumes he knows how to do it or to do it. And when I ask if she told him what she wanted, they would often say, I shouldn't have to. He should just know. Phew. Well, how can you expect him to know if you don't tell him, right? Or they may make assumptions about how their partner or spouse feels or what they're thinking or what their intentions are. And if you don't get clarity around these assumptions, it can cause, again, misunderstandings and confusion. And it breaks down communications even more. Man, emotions can get in the way of communications. It can be both reacting emotionally or shutting down emotionally. Uh, Reacting emotionally can look like getting defensive or angry and aggressive, which can make it hard to get anywhere in the conversation or resolve an issue. 
Shutting down emotionally can look like withdrawing or holding back emotions that may be bottled up, especially when it may be hard for you or your spouse or partner to open up and express emotions. And this not only can cause a breakdown in communications, it can cause a breakdown in intimacy. Let's see here. Another one is avoiding communications. And that's a pretty obvious reason for communication breakdown, right? Especially avoiding the hard conversations that need to be had at times in relationship. And when important issues don't get talked about, how can you resolve them? Sometimes a communication breakdown can be a matter of bad timing. And what I mean by that is bringing up an issue at an inappropriate time. It can backfire, like just before bed when you're both tired as hell, or when both of you are angry. Certainly not the best time to bring something up. And I've seen couples bring up issues in front of other people instead of when they get home alone. And that's not a good idea. You know what else can cause a breakdown in communications? Our communications tech. Yeah, like having discussions or arguments via text or social media instead of face-to-face. It can cause all kinds of miscommunication and misunderstanding because it lacks the human dynamics of being in person. And I have to say, in all fairness, sometimes it can be a good thing to write out your side of things, you know, in a text without interruptions from your spouse or partner or emotions getting in the way. Yet ultimately, working it out face-to-face is where you want to be. When stress levels are high due to some external thing like work stress, financial stress, or issues within the family, all can cause a strain in how we communicate. And one last thing that I'll bring up that can get in the way of effective communications is our past, our history, you know, experiences from how we were brought up, or maybe unresolved traumas can influence all of what I've talked about so far in breaking down communications in relationship. You can see how complicated these breakdowns can be, right? Yet building the breakdowns back up can be fairly simple, at least in theory. I'll share some of those ways you can improve communications in your relationship, but first I'm going to share Chuck and Alexis's story, not their real names. They loved each other very much and were committed to keeping their relationship strong. They had been married a little over six years. Um, They both had demanding jobs and the stress of it all was showing up in their marriage. One night, after holding back her feelings for a long time, Alexis blew up at Chuck, saying that he never listens to her that she was trying to tell him something important about how she was feeling about the amount of stress she was under at work and that he just blew it off like it was no big deal. He basically told her that she'd been stressed before and that she'd get over it. Uh, He was not supportive or empathetic at all and Alexis was pissed. Well, in the process, Chuck got all defensive, you know, and said that he always listens to her, but she never listens to him when he would give her advice or try to solve a problem. And her comeback was, I didn't ask you to solve the problem. I asked you to listen and hear me out. Well, that response did something to Chuck. He had a light bulb moment, 
and he was honest. He realized that she had a point, and once Alexis cooled down, they respectfully talked honestly and openly about it. And that's when they realized that they were having a breakdown in their communications and could really use some help. Well, Chuck had heard about me through a friend of a friend of his and decided to give me a call to see if I could help. He shared the experience I just mentioned and said that he needed to learn how to listen better. And I was like, sure, we can work on that. And then I said, you know, based on what he had shared with me about how that conversation with Alexis went down, that Alexis had a part in this too. He was like, really? I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Because the way he described it, Alexis would go on and on and rant about how stressful her job is without prefacing what she felt or needed from Chuck. After hearing that, I got Chuck's attention. So I asked him, what if she said something like, Honey, I'm feeling stressed from work today, and I was wondering if you could just listen to me. I I need to get this off my chest. It might make me feel better. And Chuck was like, I could do that, you know. And he even said that he would be relieved not to have to solve the problem. I also pointed out in using I statements and what I feel and what I need, rather than saying, you don't listen, or you always, or you never, blah, 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 blah. The I statements, what I feel, what I need, can make a big difference in how the message is received. And Chuck got it. The next thing we talked about was having empathy and understanding of what Alexis was going through and what she was feeling. Instead of saying that she'd get over it, I suggested going inside himself and imagine what it would be like to be experiencing the stress she was describing. And not saying, yeah, I'm stressed too, you know, because that just turns it back to make it all about you and not what she's going through. Saying something like, yeah, you know, I can see you're under a lot of stress and I'm sorry you're going through all that. Please let me know how I can support you. That way she feels seen and heard And if she needs you to help her solve the problem, she knows you're there for her. Chuck was really starting to get it even more. We reinforced the process of empathy by role-playing, which helped him as well. I also told him that even if she was saying how she felt about something that he didn't agree with, to focus on her experience, not his interpretation of it. And once she feels seen and heard, then you can discuss it further. And part of that empathy process can be active and reflective listening so that you really hear what she's saying and can reflect it back to her so she knows you hear her. I've also called this mirroring in previous episodes. Well, then Chuck was like, well, what about me? You know, like when I feel stressed or whatever and I want to say my piece. Well, I told him that it goes both ways, for her to do the same thing with him so that he feels seen and heard. Well, Chuck got it, and he took what he had learned back to Alexis, and she was all about it. It took Chuck and Alexis a lot of practice and making a lot of mistakes along the way, which is normal, and over time, they started to communicate much, much better. They actually came up with their own language and communicating in a way they both felt seen and heard. And as a result, 
they felt closer than ever. And that's what it's all about. You know, I had to go through the learning process of how to communicate more mindfully, and I still struggle from time to time. And I have to say, though, communicating more mindfully has made a huge difference in how much easier it is in navigating my relationship with my wife and how much closer we are as a result. So I mentioned earlier that I would share some ways on how to improve communications in your relationship. The scenario with Chuck and Alexis hit on a few of the key strategies, like being honest, open, and respectful. This helps to build trust and can make communicating more effective. Um, I mentioned active and reflective listening or mirroring to get clarity. Again, listening to what your spouse or partner says so you can reflect back to make sure you got it right and she or he feels heard and vice versa. Uh, Part of that process is having empathy, you know, having an understanding of what your partner or spouse is feeling and validate those feelings without judgment. And also, before you start to rant or complain about something, get license for it. Meaning, ask if it's okay to get something off your chest without them having to solve the problem. Also, when you do that, the other person can choose whether they have room for it or not. And if not, they could say something like, you know, I really want to hear what you have to say. I'm just not in a place to do it right now. How about after dinner? Oh, and using I statements, saying what I feel and what I need, you will have a much better chance to be received well. Some other strategies can be to avoid assumptions, expectations, and mind reading. Guys, tell your spouse or partner to be direct with you and let them know what you need. And pay attention and do it so you don't have to be told over and over and over again. Get clarity and don't assume. You know what happens when you assume, right? (laughs) And be careful with those expectations because that can lead to disappointment and misunderstanding. Oh, and stop blaming each other. Man, it's easy to throw blame, but it doesn't really solve anything. Start collaborating to focus on the issue, not each other. Another important thing to be aware of in the communication process is what isn't being said. You know, body language and expressions and that kind of thing. You know, something that I learned a long time ago, it's not so much what you say or what you do to me. It's how you make me feel that matters. It's that content over process thing, you know, the what versus how. Um, An example of that would be, I think I've used this before, um, you telling me that you like my shoes, but your face is all scrunched up like you smelled a fart. (laughs) Well, that does not compute, right? I mean, the content or the what is good. You know, I like your shoes. That's all good. But the process, the how, you know, your face not showing that you like it doesn't match the content. Therefore, the feeling could be distrust. You know, I don't trust what this person is saying, and the communication and connection breaks down. So pay attention to what's not being said, and make sure you get clarity so you can get back on track.
Setting a positive intention with appreciation and gratitude, I've mentioned this a lot, it can go a long way in the communication process. And by all means, be patient with yourself and with your spouse or partner in the process. Changing how you communicate doesn't happen overnight. It didn't happen overnight for Chuck and Alexis. It didn't happen to me. And it probably won't happen for you as well. The key here is you having the intention and commitment to communicate better and figure out what works for the two of you so you both feel seen, heard, respected, and safe. And the last thing I'll say is if you can't do it on your own, get professional help. You know, find a therapist or a coach that will help guide you to implement the best communication strategy that works for the both of you. If you can't do it on your own, don't waste any time. Go get some help. So good communication is the key to a healthy relationship. And as you can see, it can be complicated. And remember, you're committed to the long term of the relationship. And when you collaborate to communicate better, you are definitely going for the long run. And you will be on the path to living the life you love. Here's a quote I found on the importance of communication in relationship. It's from author Sylvia Smith. She says, With honest communication between you and your partner, it will be easy to remind each other of the reason for falling in love in the first place. If you put much effort into effective, honest, and open communication, the chances of falling out of love are minimal. Yeah, so so communicate, y'all and keep the love alive. And on that note, I'll wrap up this episode of the Men on the Path to Love podcast, the Rebuilding the Communication Breakdown episode. I'm Bill Simpson, your host. Thank you so much for listening. I do appreciate it. So recently, I had a client who shared with me how mean and downright abusive his father was when he was growing up. He was really struggling in his relationship, and I helped him to see the impact his upbringing had on his relationship. If you had an abusive father growing up and you're struggling in your relationship, you are not alone. Please join me for the next episode of the Men on the Path to Love podcast as we explore a very serious and complicated topic on the How Abusive Fathers Impact Men in Relationship episode. And remember, if you have any questions or issues about your relationship you need help with, topics you'd like for me to cover, or feedback about the podcast, please email me at bill at pathways2livingwell.com. That's bill at pathways2livingwell.com. You can also find my email address in the show notes. And if you know someone you think might benefit from listening to this podcast, please share the link and share the love. And until next time, keep your heart open and stay on the path to love.